Hey, y'all. Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm your host, Hope Cook. I created this podcast to help women who have amazing careers on paper and yet something is missing. You're feeling out of alignment or directionless. Maybe you're no longer motivated or excited about how you spend your days. On top of all that, I'm guessing you feel guilty because you're not more grateful for your job. And maybe you even wonder how you can possibly keep going doing this for another 10, 15, or 20 years when you can barely make it through Wednesday. Let me tell you, I've been there. After 20 years with a rewarding career as a physician assistant, I could not figure out what was wrong with me. I felt pulled in a new direction, but didn't know what that was. A series of books and conversations led me to a life-changing decision to cut way back on my day job and become a life coach. My passion became helping other women figure out what it is they want to do and map out a path to get there. So listen weekly for tips and tools you can use to chart your own journey. The F word, fear. Everybody has it. I think if you don't have it, you might be a psychopath. So everybody has this fear about different things. And I witnessed it this weekend because I was in Whistler, British Columbia, and in Canada, and we were going up on this gondola ride, and it was very high. And you can see out of the windows, and it really feels like, well, it feels like what you're doing is hanging from a cable in this tiny little, you know, glass container. And that is what you're doing. Um, and so your brain goes to like, what am I doing? Like, this is stupid. I could die. And so I was okay with it. I was a little nervous, but I was okay with it. But some of the people in our group were genuinely terrified, like terrified. And it really made me think about fear and why it's important to recognize it and what to do if we want to overcome it. Like, how do you overcome that fear? because it's an evolutionary thing where your body does not want you to die. Like your brain thinks, okay, I was put here on this earth. I do not want to die. I need to carry out whatever I was put here to do. And if I take risk like this, there's a good chance I could get hurt, be incapacitated or die. Now, my mom was the queen of telling scary stories. Every single childhood, like risk-taking thing or disobedience, she had a story to back it up. I think she made up most of them. Like she said, don't stick your head out of the car window because I knew a girl who stuck her head out of the school bus window and it got knocked off when we rounded a corner and hit a light pole. I think she made that up. Um, kidnapping stories, like we heard kidnapping stories all the time because she wanted to scare us and, and make us not stray from her side when we were like in a shopping mall. And so I do the same thing to my kids, unfortunately. And my husband will catch me and he'll say, what? What are you talking about? Like, did you make that up? And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of based loosely on maybe Facebook stories and stuff like that. But yeah, I kind of made that up. So I want to talk about fear. 
the biggest thing is recognizing it. So you may not even notice that it's in your body. It is a lot of times what is keeping my clients stuck. So they have this fear that the grass is not greener if they leave their job. They have a fear of talking to their boss. They have a fear that they'll make a mistake if they choose A over B or B over A. And so if you can recognize it, you can deal with it. I'm going to go through some steps of what to do if fear is keeping you stuck. And really, the, the secret is fear is always keeping you stuck. I mean, that's fear can manifest as anxiety. It can manifest as um, like playing a victim role, but it, it is the thing that's keeping you stuck. So if you are stuck, this episode is for you because fear is playing a role and we're going to talk about what to do about it. All right. So the first step is to recognize it. Second step is to recognize why we have it. So just think about what is it that you would do if fear weren't there? I mean, you would make changes and that is scary. It could lead to the unknown, which could be bad. It could be good. It could be bad, but your brain automatically goes towards the negative. So I want you to write out, or you can call me and we'll talk about it, um, what is the worst thing that could happen? So just go ahead and write it out. And I've told y'all, like with parenting, my worst fear is that my kids will end up on drugs and in jail or, you know, dead. And I think that's probably every, every parent's worst fear. That's why my mom convinced us there was a good chance we would be kidnapped. Um, so go ahead and write out what is the worst case scenario? Like if you did quit your job, you know, is your fear that you're going to end up living on the streets? It's usually a really extreme case. Like our brains come up with the worst case scenario. So just writing it out or saying it out loud can take away some of the power and it can even be laughable sometimes. Um, with this gondola thing, I was talking to one of the girls who was pretty scared and I said, all right, like, let's think worst case scenario. Let's say this thing does actually fall. Um, well, would we die? Probably, but it would also be good publicity for this organization that we went, um, as part of, I was like, you know, think about the publicity that it would get. It was a PA organization. Um, which is kind of laughable, but it's also, we were not going to fall from the gondola. Um, write out what you would do if that happened. I mean, if worst case happened, we fell and we died, like there's nothing I can do. So that's sort of out of my control anyway. What if we fell and we were maimed or disabled for the rest of our lives? Well, there's not a lot I can do about that either. I guess I would have, I have disability insurance. So, you know, there's that. Um, if your fear is keeping you stuck in a job and you're like, I don't know what I would do. I'm, I would probably be poor. I'd probably be unemployed. Okay. Well, what would you do about it? If you were poor, where could you get a job? Could you sign up for, dis I mean, for um, unemployment? Could you uh, put your kids on Medicaid so that they would have health insurance? Could you get a job at Target? Could you get a job, you know, a lot of places have health insurance, like driving a school bus offers health insurance around here. Getting a job at Lowe's, at Starbucks, they offer health insurance. So 
just address like what would I do if the absolute worst thing happened? All right, now I want you to write on a scale of one to 10, what are the chances that this would actually happen? 10 is a yes, this is, it is so likely, I better plan right now because it's gonna happen. One is there's no chance in hell this is gonna happen. All right, so what are the chances that this is gonna happen? For most of us, the chances that it would happen would be like, all right, maybe it's a three, maybe it's a five. Maybe some of us have like one of those sevens where it's like, yeah, there's a good chance it could happen. And so then you just write out like, what are some things I could do? Who are some people I could call on for help if this happens? And that's just like deflating a balloon. That's going to take some of the power away from this. And courage is a muscle. So it takes courage to overcome fear, right? Like you, it takes a lot of balls, a lot of grit, a lot of whatever to overcome fear. And it really is a muscle. So at the top of this gondola ride, there was another one that went even higher and even steeper to a higher peak. And then guess what was at the top of that one? It was this bridge that went from peak to peak like a, um, what is it called? A, a swaying bridge. I don't know what it's called. I can't think of the word. But anyway, held up by cables. And that was like the peak fear thing for, for the people who were afraid of heights. And so it is like a muscle. So um, one of my friends admitted that she was afraid to get up in front of people and, and do her part of the presentation. And so by doing that, she did that on day one. She sort of built up that courage muscle. It convinced her fear self that she was capable of doing scary things. And then when it came time to get into the gondola, she was like, I, I think I can, uh, maybe I can do it. And so she got in and it took her to the, the next step. And so she was not thinking she was going to do the, the bridge thing. But she took one little step at a time. And then when it came time for the bridge, she thought, well, I've done these other things. I got up in front of people. I got on the first gondola. I got on the second one that went even higher. I mean, maybe I could just walk up to the bridge and just see how it looks and like consider it. Maybe I could get a few steps across. And that is how it's going to be with whatever it is you're facing, whatever it is that you're stuck on, you're going to have to take these tiny little steps. Don't think about the big grand finale. Don't think about the bridge, you know, that is like hanging over an abyss of rocks. Like you want to think about just, okay, what is the next tiny little step I could do? And it really will build your courage muscle. Um, I also tell people to ask yourself, like, what is this fear costing you? So in the case of this fear of heights, like it is costing you seeing the most magnificent mountains, including this glacier. Like it was breathtaking. And this is a once in a lifetime for some people <clears throat> experience of seeing views like this. It's also team building when you go up with a group of people that you, you work with and you want to be close to. <clears throat> um, so what is it costing you with your job if you don't take a chance, if you don't talk to your boss, if you don't um, 
take a chance in a new specialty or switch fields. And that's, that's a big one. I mean, I really think about that. Like, what is it costing you? Um, get a support team together. So this is a way that you can combat fear or overcome it. You get a group of people who believe in you almost more than you believe in yourself. And you listen to what these people have to say. Now, you have to pick these people carefully. Um, these are your cheerleaders. These are people who think that you're brave, even if you don't think you're brave. And you tell these people, like, I need your support. I am looking at a really scary decision, and I need your support. And whether they just support you through their words and their belief in you, or whether they pray for you. My mom says she has a prayer closet. And just knowing that she has my back like that, that means a lot. Um, mantras. So this could, I know this sounds woo-woo for some people, but I am statements. So pay attention to what follows your I am. I am afraid of heights. I am a wuss when it comes to this. I'm a weenie. I am whatever. Pay attention to that because that is going to send signals to your subconscious that it's the truth. It becomes like a belief, a belief that you, you build your life around. So I, if you say, I am the type of person who doesn't like to take risk, well, guess what? That is telling your brain you are not the type of person to take risk and you will not change. So sometimes this, this is like tricking your brain. And our brains are kind of like those old computers that when computers first came out, like we had to tell them what to do. We had to put the codes in. And your brain is like that. So if you tell your brain, <clears throat> I am killing it. I am brave. I am open to possibility. I am the type of person who isn't afraid to try new things. So these are all ways of sending signals to your brain and your brain is like a code. It really will act based on what you tell it. And yes, you will feel like a complete liar some of the times, but you have to do this. It's just part of it. Um, you also want to act as if you're the type of person you want to be. So I want to be the type of person who tries new things. I told y'all when I went overnight backpack camping with my husband, I was scared of so many different parts of it. Like one of them was just being hangry and being cold and, you know, getting eaten by a bear, all these different things. Um, but I wanted to be the type of person who tried new things, who was not afraid to do something she'd never done before and just take a chance. And so you, you act as if you're the person you want to be. Another key is to know that there's a power bigger than you. So you can, you can look at this a few different ways. If you believe in God, you could pray and know that there's a power bigger than you. Um, you could say the universe has my back. There's a book by Gabby Bernstein. I think it's called The Universe Has Your Back. And it just makes you kind of like, okay, you know, the dreams that I have, the goals and the dreams that I have in my heart, 
were planted here because I have the potential to make it happen. Like if I didn't have what it took, I wouldn't even have this dream. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert says, write a letter to fear. I have done this. You write a letter to fear and you say, look, I know you're freaking out right now. I know you just want to keep me safe. I know you are terrified that I will end up homeless and on drugs and selling my ovaries or my eggs, whatever. But I want to do this. This is important to me. You know, she says she has conversations with fear all the time and she tells fear, you can ride in the back seat. You can still warn me. I want your counsel. I think it's important to recognize what it is you're worried about and to acknowledge that really bad things could happen, but you're going to have to ride in the back seat. I'm not going to let you drive the bus. I'm driving the bus and I need you to buckle in and be quiet. Don't you just love that visual of like having somebody shut up in the back seat? Like, it's all right, you can stay here with me, but I'm not going to let you dictate which way I go. Ask yourself, how important is this thing? So whatever it is you're afraid of doing, how important is it? Does it have the potential to slingshot you towards your North Star? What would overcoming this fear mean for your life? Okay, and you may find when you answer these questions that it's not that important to you. So there was um, somebody in our group who decided she did one of the gondola rides, but she decided it was not important enough to her or it wasn't the right time to do it. And that's okay. You also need to be okay with that. Like I took fears counsel and I decided, yeah, it had a good point or yeah, I don't want to do this right now. It's not that important to me. I will admit one of my big fears is get ready for it this is embarrassing and i'm just going to tell y'all one of my biggest fears is earthworms i know it is so stupid i'm more afraid of earthworms than i am snakes although i'm also scared of snakes but um anyway i decided it is not that important to me and i don't you know like what is the worst thing that would happen i would squirm and be like screaming and you know fearful but it's not that important to me in my life what would overcoming this fear mean in my life probably nothing maybe i could fish with um worms instead of crickets not afraid of crickets at all what is this fear costing me Eh. Not a lot. I mean, gardening maybe, but it's not costing me a whole lot. Um, Another question I want you to ask yourself is how is staying stuck and in the comfort of the known benefiting you? So there's obviously a benefit if you are choosing to stay stuck. So usually it's that I don't have to step outside of my comfort zone or I get to play small. So how is that benefiting you? It's kind of like, you know, two sides of the coin. So there's the facing your fear and then there's the playing it safe or playing it small. And this was fascinating when they did that show Biggest Loser. You know, so many of the um, participants gained the weight back. And what they found was that there was so much comfort in the known, in hiding behind all that weight 
Like they were the type of people who hid behind their weight. And it was, it was somewhat comforting to them. And some of these, like I've, I've heard this with women, um, one of the biggest weight loss studies, they act, the researcher accidentally put a question on there. I can't remember how he worded it, but he, he, he misspoke. And so the question ended up being like, what, um, what trauma has happened to you around your body or something like that? And that wasn't even supposed to be in the study, but the answers shocked the people doing the study because it turns out that a lot of women especially had had things happen surrounding their body or their sexuality. And the weight was like a giant coat that kind of shielded them. And so really ask yourself, like, what is the benefit I'm getting by staying stuck? Um, when I was in one of my jobs that I, I knew I wanted to leave, I felt burned out, but I just, I, I fear was keeping me stuck. And the benefit of me staying stuck was I didn't have to look for a new job. I didn't have to deal with like my non-compete and go see a lawyer and go interview and you know, I had little kids at the time and student loans and a mortgage. And so if I could have done this exercise, I would have said, well, the benefit is I don't have to stress out about money right now. I don't have to stress out about childcare. Um, and I, I probably would have said, I'm going to choose to stay stuck for now. And I did for probably another year um, after I realized it. So... If you do these exercises and you decide that, yes, I want to move forward. I want to put fear in the back seat. I want to build up my courage muscle, get my support team ready and, and do this thing. Then I want you to practice your I am, I am statement. So I am brave. I am wise. I am open to possibility. All those things. So practice those. If you decide you're not ready yet, I want you to also go into a journal or there's even a program where you can write yourself an email and have it sent to you in a certain amount of time, like even five years from now. So you can send yourself an email and say, hey, hey, Hope, you said you were going to revisit this. Like you were, you chose to stay stuck because the timing wasn't right, but now is the time. So this is really good with jobs because I have, I talked to a lot of people who aren't ready to leave yet. And they also have a fear that they're going to be stuck at this job until they retire and they don't want that. So by, by having like this, um, this timeline where you, you revisit it, it's years aren't going to go by. You'll remind yourself um, my dad used to say he wanted to go see the Grand Canyon. Like that was a dream of his and who knows why he put it off. I mean, it was far, it was expensive. It was involved a plane trip probably. Um, but now he, he's legally blind and he has, you know, not as easy time, not as easy of a time getting around. And so I asked him the last time I was there, if he still had that dream and he's like, nah, I don't think so. So you don't want years to go by before you do this thing. Um, I talked to a patient's mom 
last week and we were talking about how stressed out high school kids get about what they're going to do next. And I said, yeah, I've told our son I'm fine if he takes a gap year. I mean, he could always, you know, get life experience and then go to school. And she said, yeah, that's what I said I was going to do, but I never went back and now it's too late. And she wishes that she had revisited that with, you know, had somebody who said, hey, you, you know, you said you were going to be out for a year and then go to school. What happened? What's going on now? So you got to have that accountability. And if you decide this fear, like my earthworm fear, is not worth it, then just let it go. Just be okay with it. I am the type of person who is scared of earthworms. So maybe you just accept it and that is that. All right, reach out to me if you have a fear and you would like help working through it. I love this kind of stuff, which is why I do this. Um, you can email me at hope.cook at gmail.com or go to the website, rechartingyourlifewithhope.com. Thank y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right, if you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one coaching or maybe you just want to talk and and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So See you next week, and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.